Today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones. Building in Faith. Why in the world are we here? Sheep just don't know. But do you know what the Bible tells us in the book of Corinthians? It tells us that Jesus Christ has become the wisdom of God for us. That He is our wisdom. Paul prays this prayer that the eyes of our understanding would be open. We need the wisdom of God. Reaching up high with arms open wide we see You're changing our lives so we can be our hands and Contrary to all other religions, Christianity is not man seeking after God, but God seeking man. As believers, we've often heard that God is our shepherd, and we are his sheep. In today's study, Pastor Ed teaches us that like sheep, we have a tendency to lose our way. We need the wisdom of God to help us through our lives. Left on our own, we'll be lost. So look to the Lord, your shepherd, who will guide you through your life. Trust that he will take care of you and give you all that you need. Now here's Pastor Ed with today's edition of Building in Faith. Building in Faith I'd like to talk about the sheep and the shepherd. All of us are sheep. If we belong to Christ, we're in his fault. And we have a wonderful shepherd like you to just take a look at Matthew chapter 18 verses 12 to 14 in your study notes I have included Matthew 9 36 as well but in Matthew chapter 18 verses 12 to 14 it reads what do you think if a man owns a hundred sheep and one of them wanders away will he not leave the ninety and nine on the hills and go to look for the one who has wandered off. And if he finds it, I tell you the truth. He is happier about that one sheep than about the ninety and nine that did not wander off. In the same way, your Father in heaven is not willing that any of these little ones should be lost. And then in Matthew nine thirty six, the New Living Translation, when Jesus, he saw the crowds... He had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. You open the very first book of the Bible, the book of Genesis, go to the third chapter, and you see God setting the pace for the whole Bible from Genesis to Revelation. God's running a race. God himself is pursuing his people. Adam and Eve fall into sin, and it's God running after them. And all through the Bible, from Genesis all the way to Revelation, God pursues his people. It culminates in the life of Jesus. When Jesus comes to this world and he says, I have come to seek and to save the lost. 
there was someone who told a story about the great personages of history. And uh, they told about a man who lost his way on some travels. And as he lost his way, he fell into some quicksand. And Confucius, Confucius comes along and he sees the predicament. And he says, it is evident that men should stay out of places such as this. And then Mohammed comes along and he sees this man sinking in the sand. And he said, alas, it's the will of God. And then Buddha. And Buddha looks at the situation, sizes it up, and he says, let that man's plight be a lesson for the rest of the world. And then Jesus comes along and he just reaches out his hand and says, take a hold of my hand, I'll save you. That truly is what Christianity is about. It's about God coming after us. All other religions, about religions, people pursuing God. T. Arnold said, the distinction between Christianity and all other systems of religion consists largely in this, that in these others, men are found seeking after God while Christianity is God seeking after men. This story that we read in Matthew speaks about the heart of the shepherd and the nature of the sheep. And so for a few moments this morning, I want to speak to you about the nature of the sheep and the nature of the shepherd. If you look at the condition of the sheep, in Isaiah 53, 6, it reads, We all like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. Now, how many have enjoyed the 23rd Psalm and read that Psalm? So most everybody has looked at the 23rd Psalm. How many of you would say, I'm one of the Lord's sheep? I'm part of his flock. But would you all say with me, I am the Lord's sheep. And the Lord is my shepherd. Okay, now you have no reason to be angry at me when I begin to tell you the characteristics of us sheep. In Peter, I'm reading from the message translation, it says this, you were lost sheep with no idea who you were or where you were going. Sheep are dumb. I'm sorry. You can train all sorts of animals to do things. You can train dogs, you can train cats, you can train birds, you can train dolphins. Uh, you can train all these different animals to do different things, but you cannot train sheep. They're just very, very dumb. Uh, now, people can be brilliant in a lot of different areas. Uh, you have people who understand political science and they can analytically look at all of the world scene and begin to understand the nuances of how different cultures and countries think. Uh, you can 
talk to those in the medical field, and they are absolutely puzzled when you talk about Ezekiel saying that God is going to give us a new heart and a new spirit. What's that? Uh, You can talk about those who understand world economics, but when you ask them, what does it mean to seek first the kingdom of God and all these other things will be added? They're clueless. Uh, There are those who have profound knowledge of the Bible, its history, its grammatical background, and they're able to tell you the nuances of Hebrew and Greek and Aramaic. But like Nicodemus, they haven't been born again, and so they can't really see the kingdom of God. All sorts of people who can tell you all sorts of things, but the most important thing they can't tell you. See, they major on the minors, and they minor on the majors. The most important thing in all of life is how do we get to heaven? Where are we going to spend eternity? Why in the world are we here? Sheep just don't know. But do you know what the Bible tells us in the book of Corinthians? It tells us that Jesus Christ has become the wisdom of God for us. That he is our wisdom. Paul prays this prayer that the eyes of our understanding would be open. We need the wisdom of God. In 1 Corinthians 2.14 it reads this. But people who aren't Christians can't understand these truths from the God Spirit. It sounds foolish to them. Because they only those who have the Spirit can understand what the Spirit means. And so we suffer from spiritual blindness until Christ heals us. But then sometimes, like I preached a couple of Sundays ago, we need a second touch and a third touch because we tend to be spiritually dull. You look at the disciples. Now, sheep, not only dumb, but they're not good at directions. Some of you ladies are smiling. I don't know. But uh, 1 Peter 2.25, it says this, you were lost sheep with no idea who you were or where you were going. And Psalm, that's the message, Psalm 119, verse 176 says, I have wandered away like a lost sheep. Come and find me. Sheep have a tendency to lose their way. It's innate. It's part of them. Sheep, it's nibbling here on a little uh, patch of grass and nibbling here and then nibbling over here. They're nibbling on Satan's temptations. And before, it tastes good, but it's not good for them. And before you know it, You're wandering from God. How prone we are to wander from the God who loves us so very much. It's our fallen nature. You know, we wander in a number of ways. Our emotions. Oh, man. How our emotions can throw us off. Uh, I was thinking about the two men on the Emmaus Road. 
Here they're walking and they are sad and the good shepherd comes and finds them and he comes alongside of them. And I like the way the New Living Translation translates verse 17 of Luke 14. It says this, written across their face was sadness. Sometimes as as sheep, we lose our way. We lose our direction and we get caught up in our emotions. The enemy camps out in our mind. The enemy camps out in our heart. The enemy camps out in our feelings and our feelings begin to direct our thoughts. And we wonder, oh God, do you really care about me? Oh God, I'm feeling so sad about this, sad about that, angry about this, angry about, all sorts of emotions. The enemy plays with our emotions instead of bringing those into subjection of Jesus Christ. And so we tend to wander in our emotions. We tend to wander in our loneliness as well. You know, people get lonely. And so they try and fill that loneliness like that woman at the well that Jesus met in John chapter 4 with relationships. She tried to fill her life with all sorts of wrong relationships. And then Jesus said, I'm going to give you water that will satisfy your deepest longing. We tend to wander away in our loneliness. We feel all by ourselves. We tend to wander away looking for security. And so often we look for security in money. We look for security in some type of relationship. We look for security in all the wrong places when our security really is in the Lord. As sheep, we tend to lose our way. You know, sheep tend to follow sheep. One sheep gets at the head of the flock and he goes in the wrong direction and he falls off the precipice into a ditch and the other sheep, they don't even know what's happening. They go off with him too. We call that peer pressure. Everybody's doing it. And so we have to do it. Well, When you look at sheep, they have a lack of direction. And it's really no fun being lost. You think the alcoholic is enjoying his alcoholism after years of years being held by that? You think the adulterer is enjoying his adultery after having to hide and live in secret and cover things up? Now, sin really isn't fun. It takes you away from God and it robs you of the abundant life that he has for you. You know, we are absolutely incapable of finding our way home. All sorts of animals find their way home. You take a dog, you take it to the other end of Poughkeepsie, and it finds its way back into your, your house, you know, your yard. Take a cat, it gets lost. They make movies about a dog traveling across country, you know. He's left on some vacation. They never would make a movie about a sheep finding his way back home. You take a sheep just a block away, and forget about it. It's going to be lost. We don't have a good sense of direction. We're prone to wander. And so we need a good shepherd. Someone has said, sin is like a maze. 
that a person gets lost in. You can't find your way out of that maze. You need a shepherd. Sheep or something else, they're defenseless. In 1 Peter 5.8, it says, Be careful, watch out for attacks from the devil, your great enemy. He prowls around like a roaring lion. Look for some victim to devour. You know, sheep can't defend themselves. You hear the jackal, you know, howling. You hear the lion roaring. You, you, you sense the thunder of the bear walking across the field. Uh, the sheep at night are frightened. They can't fight, nor do they, are they good at fleeing. Other animals could defend themselves. Sheep can't. Our defense is always and only in the Lord. Only the good shepherd can defend us. We have to go to him again and again and again. It was Andrew Murray who said, Remember the great need you have of the grace and assistance of God. You should never lose sight of him, not for a moment. Never. I'm so glad that when you are prone to wander, heaven's watching. The good shepherd pursues. And we're going to look briefly at the good shepherd the compassion of the shepherd in verse 36. But when, this is referring to Jesus, when he, Jesus, saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion for them. You know the passage, or you know that beautiful picture of Jesus with the sheep on his shoulders? You know what inspired that? Luke's gospel, the 15th chapter, the seventh, uh, fifth verse. It says, when he finds it, he's referring to the sheep that had been lost he joyfully puts it on his shoulders. The shepherd carries you. At points when you can't even walk, he's carrying you through life. You could see it in the pursuit of the shepherd. The shepherd will pursue you. In verse 4, does he not leave the ninety and nine in the open country and go after the lost sheep and he finds it? That shepherd will go to the far country. That shepherd will pursue the sheep wherever that sheep may go. He pursues them. In Ezekiel, and Jesus incarnates Ezekiel 34. In Ezekiel 34, 11, it says this, for thus says the Lord God, I indeed, I myself, will search for my sheep and seek them out. Have you ever wandered from God, and then you hear God knocking at the door of your heart. Have you ever wandered from him, and he tells you, I'm still watching over you? You suddenly think about God. Someone reminds you about God. Someone speaks to your heart. I, I was thinking of that one songwriter who talked about how prone we are to wander from the God we love. He wrote that song and he wandered. And one day he was traveling on a train and a young Christian was reading the hymn book and she said, what do you think of this hymn? Because she was excited about it and he started crying. 
It was a hymn that he had wrote. And he found his way back to God. God has a way of following us all through our lives. He's called the hound of heaven. And and he does that, pursuing us again and again. No pit is so deep that he is not deeper still. No valley is so dark that the light of his truth and love cannot penetrate. Remember the old song? From sinking sand he lifted me. With tender hand he lifted me. From shades of night to glorious light, oh, praise his name. He lifted me. When you think about your journey, when you look at your life, know that if you're one of his sheep, you have a shepherd that will pursue you. He died for you. He shed his blood for you. And he will pursue you through the end of your days. We have a shepherd that's persistent. In verse 4 of Luke 15, it says this, he goes after the lost sheep until he finds it. You know, it's amazing, like, through the day, through the week, I just think of all sorts of people. Now, I don't always remember their names, but I could think of kids in our, but we're in the youth group, and I sometimes just pray for them or think about them in our home church. And that's oh, 40 years ago for me, not for you, but 40 years ago for me. And uh, I, I could think about people in our church, and their face comes before me. And sometimes just behind this podium when I pray, I pray for all of those who have been a part of our church all through the years, wherever they may be. I think about our good shepherd. I remember seeing getting a call one time from one young lady, and she had gone far from God, really far. Uh, She was in a a life of terrible sin. And she called me, and uh, she told me she had just come back to God, and she was bringing all sorts of people to the church, reaching out to people who were in deep darkness. Our good shepherd pursues us, and he is persistent. And then lastly, I want to close it with this. He protects us. The protectiveness of the shepherd. It says he joyfully puts it on his shoulder. You know, sometimes a sheep is in a cast position. And I remember talking about this uh, with Debbie. We were talking and Mike was sort of in this cast position. He couldn't do anything for himself. And we said... The good shepherd restores the sheep, and we were praying for that. Sometimes you're flat on your back, and you can't get back up. You can't help yourself. You're maybe held captive by sin. You're maybe in the maze of sin and can't find your way out. Maybe you're in some emotional pit. Maybe you have gone and tried to fill your loneliness with drugs or alcohol or sex or whatever, and you can't find your way back. The good shepherd, he knows how to protect and to take and rescue us. I just want to encourage you to do this. Stay close to the shepherd. Listen to his voice. This song, in the back of your study notes, 
was written, I think it was 1836. It was written for children. But why? It's so profound. We want to encourage you to share this message with your friends and family. We know that God's Word never returns void. We've made it really simple. Visit buildinginfaithradio.com and click on today's date. Then you can share today's message to your Facebook page and Twitter, or even download a copy to share. Again, that's all available at buildinginfaithradio.com. To learn more about Building in Faith, or to get a free copy of today's teaching, simply log on to buildinginfaithradio.com. That's buildinginfaithradio.com. Although Building in Faith is a huge blessing, we pray that it's not your only source for the teaching of the Word of God. It's our hope that you're attending a church that teaches God's Word from beginning to end. If not, we'd like to invite you to join us at Faith Assembly for worship on Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. For service times, driving directions, and more information, log on to buildinginfaithradio.com and follow the link to Faith Assembly. Or feel free to give us a call at 845-462-5955. Well, that's all the time we have for today. You've been listening to Building in Faith with Dr. Ed Jones. Please join us next time as Pastor Ed continues teaching through his special eight-part series entitled Eyes Open, right here on Building in Faith. Your word restores.